So I think it's time that we take a look at yet another self-tape submission. That's right. Your self-tape submissions, when you send them to me, they are um, open to the possibility of getting an evaluation from yours truly. So today, it's about time we do another self-tape on this episode of Casting Actors Cast. Welcome to Casting Actors Cast, the podcast and video for actors. Each week, we provide practical, useful information to advance your craft and your career in the business of show. And now, here's your host, casting director Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Casting Actors Cast. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. I'm a casting partner with McCorkle Casting in New York. How are you? I hope you're having a good day. Listen, I think this is going to be a great, exciting day because this is a different type of submission that I've received. This is from an actor in San Antonio, Texas. His name is Mark, and he sent me a self-submit video to be evaluated live on the air. Now, I haven't checked out the whole um, uh, submission at all, so I'm going to be playing it live just as if... Um, I'm seeing it for the very first time because you know what? I take a look at it and I see a lot of self-tapes, like in the hundreds and hundreds of self-tapes. So I thought it would be fun to do another one so that you can learn from another actor exactly what to do, what not to do, and how to work out certain situations. What I love about what Mark has done on this particular self-tape is that there's a lot of action in a self-tape. And I know many of you have written to me with questions about how do I handle all of this action to take place in a television or a film? And I'm not like I'm standing here by myself trying to do this stuff. How do I make that work when I submit a video? So we're going to address that today. But first, this is that moment of the podcast, the patio, the podcast video, where I just simply get to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, Cool. You're in a really great place, I think, anyway. We've been doing these podcasts for a little over three years now, and we're getting close to 100,000 downloads of the podcast. And listen, I couldn't be more grateful. By the way, I got a really nice email from an actor who said they really appreciated that this is much more for professional actors, not just for beginners, not just for newcomers who want to kind of learn about acting. This is geared more towards those actors who are out there in the trenches, you know, duking it out every day, and the pitfalls and the positive things that can happen to actors in a professional arena. So I couldn't be happier for that particular email who acknowledged that this is not like just for beginners. But if you're just new to Casting Actress Cast, these podcast videos are available online um, the entire three years worth, by the way, if you go to the website. And the website is castingactresscast, all one word, dot com. Casting Actors Cast, all one word.com. And that's going to open up a menu of previous podcasts. You're going to find Jeff's Jots, which are show notes to the corresponding episodes. There's also a place on the landing page called Dive into the Talent Pool, which is a very simple form. I just need your name and your email. By the way, I don't spam you or chew up your bandwidth with spammy stuff. On occasion, I might send out an email about an upcoming podcast, but that's about it. But when you fill out that form, you get some freebies when you submit that. And what happens is it opens up a menu of stuff. One is a free video called Casting Secrets, What They Don't Tell You. 
But I'm going to tell you in this free, exclusive, private 20-minute video from yours truly. Additionally, there's a book on doing voiceover work called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, the voiceover workshop for professional actors. That's available for you absolutely free of charge. And then, of course, I mentioned just a moment ago, it's called Jeff's Jots, and those are corresponding show notes that you can click on, and I've grouped some of them together so you can have groups of notes corresponding to what's taking place. Finally, you'll also see that these Patios podcast videos are simulcast on YouTube, Casting Actors Cast channel on YouTube. So please do go check that out. Listen, the only thing, I swear to God, (laughs) the only thing I ask in return is that you perhaps consider, if you like what you're hearing, if you're enjoying what you're getting, please let me know. Filling out that form is a way to help me. Writing a review, giving me a thumbs up, especially on Apple, iTunes. Um, it's so helpful for my, you know, designation, for gaining in popularity. And I'm excited that we're over 75,000 downloads of the podcast. So um, wouldn't it be cool if you could also contribute to that? That's the only thing that I ask because we're just a bunch of like-minded individuals. My only goal in doing this is to give you information that I wish I had when I started acting. I've been a casting director for 12 years now, so I don't live in the past, but there was a lot of information that I really felt compelled to share with you when I first started this podcast, and so I'm excited to be able to do that. So your participation, uh, you helping me out as much as I'm helping you out, I think makes for a really great positive community as we move forward together. Finally, here's my shout out to Actors Connection, my good friends Colleen and Tony at Actors Connection. By the way, they're doing everything online now. ActorsConnection.com slash New York. That's all you need to check out. There's all kinds of classes and workshops and seminars. There's some free stuff. There's a membership new thing that they're doing so that you can become a member and get free classes, by the way. So it's really worthwhile and worth your time checking out, I think. That's Casting Actress Cast. Wow. Coffee. That's ActorsConnection.com slash New York. Thank you so much for that. All right, so let's just jump into the uh, the video today, um, and I'm going to read the email that was sent to me by Mark. Mark is from San Antonio, Texas, and he was kind enough to uh, write me a nice note that I'm going to read in full. Then we're going to jump right into the video. By the way, I haven't taken notes on this video. I don't know what to expect. Now, I promise you, I did spot check it just to make sure that the technical side of things was working properly, but I didn't sort of evaluate it like a casting director evaluating the work. That's what I'm going to be doing live with you right now. So here is uh, Mark's email. He writes, love the podcast. I've gotten so much out of these episodes that have helped me take my acting and auditions to the next level. I just got back into acting after several years off. I live in Texas, but have recently been booking background work on some major TV series in markets like New York, in large part due to your advice on casting actors cast. So thank you. I wanted to submit a recent audition clip for critique on your channel podcast. It's for an upcoming film. It's the lead role. And it was quite a challenging scene to tape because it called for lots of intense action and violence, like grabbing the suspect by the throat and putting a gun to his throat and then slamming his head on a table. 
There were also some timing challenges where they had blocked out sections in the same scene with the lines missing in the sides where I had to skip ahead after punching the suspect. And my deputy had started beating the suspect, and I had to say, that's enough. I had the help of my acting coach to tape this, but I'd really love to get your critique of this. In my opinion, I think it would make a great or be a good topic for the podcast regarding how to best tape an audition scene when it calls for lots of action in a scene beyond standard dialogue like this scene called for. Anyway, I've included the Dropbox link to the clip. Thank you and keep up the great work. That signed Mark from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate that very, very much. And I agree. I think it's really great to address those scenes that actors get when they have a lot of physicality to deal with. And so we're going to be talking about that. All right. So let's go ahead and play the scene. Um, This is Mark and the scene is the sheriff audition. Um, and uh, it takes place in an interrogation room. So let's go ahead and play the entire Can you take these cuffs off? For a war hero? Of course. I'll blow your fucking head off to kingdom come, you sorry sack of shit. You killed my daughter, you son of a bitch. It was supposed to be you. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't put you out of your misery. Sheriff. Get the fuck off me. The cameras are recording. Then shut them off. Have a seat, boy. What? Just helping our war hero to his seat. Camera's off. Where's my daughter, you piece of shit? Where is she? What happened? Where's Samantha? You're gonna kill him. Maybe not. Just take a breather and come back. All right, that's enough for tonight. Stow him in the cell. We have nothing to hold him on, though. So nothing hasn't been missing for 24 hours yet. Fine. Then assaulting a peace officer should do the trick. That'll explain why his face looks like that, too. What are you going to do? What any good sheriff would do with a crazy person. Call the white coats to pick him up. Okay, that's the police interrogation scene that Mark sent in. And Mark is from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much for sending this in, Mark. I really appreciate it. So let's talk about the scene now, shall we? I'd like to divide my critiques. Um, And by the way, I know that for those of you who are just listening to the podcast, I still think you're going to get a lot out of this because you can hear the scene taking place. Obviously, uh, you can't see the action taking place, but this really does address that question, which is if you've got a scene that has a lot of action in it, how do you deal with that? How do you... 
um, be able to make those intentions clear that the character is playing with a lot of additional activity that is called for in the scene. So we will address that. Now, the way I like to evaluate these is to talk about the technical side first, just the technical side of putting together a self-tape and what can be done to help it? Um, are there things that are hurting it? That kind of thing. And then the second part of the critique will be the acting work, the actual performance that I experienced while watching this. And I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, but when I see an audition, I try to go completely neutral emotionally and mentally as much as possible, where I'm not judging anything, I'm not critiquing anything, I'm just trying to make myself really open up up to the experience of that particular audition. So when I see some technical things that are happening, those technical things just might take me out of watching the actual acting work. So although I think the technical things are important, the most important thing is your good work. But sometimes those technical things can take me out of really getting a, a good experience from your audition. So first of all, overall, this is an excellent audition, Mark. Uh, you're a very talented actor, and I like the work very, very much. So let's get that out of the way. Now, I want to be a little bit nitpicky because I think that there are ways in which you can elevate the performance by adding some additional um, technical elements. And that is, number one, I would love for you to have a slate at the top. Now, I know that some casting directors don't want a slate. They just want the audition. I would always suggest that you put a separate slate, label it as a slate, but a separate piece of video where I get to experience the actor looking directly into the camera, introducing themselves, introducing the name of the project, introducing the character that they're playing. The reason that I think a slate is always an important aspect for every audition is that, here's the secret, I get more information about the actor. I really get a sense of what that actor is all about. And we all make discriminating decisions about other people in very quick, short order. But wouldn't it be great if we had a slate where I could see that Mark is genuine, he's making connection, it's like that proverbial handshake, you know, when you're meeting somebody for the first time. So a slate is a really great idea at the top. Now, if you don't like that at all, and you say, no, 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 I don't want a slate, no, no, no. Consider doing an end card at the end of the audition that says, thank you for watching, which would then have your contact information, the name of your agent or your phone number, your email, your website, whatever you want. But an end card at the end, after the audition is over, you could do a quick fade out or a crossfade into a thank you for watching with your headshot, for example. That's a really nice way of sort of dovetailing your audition. And it also elevates and gives a little bit of professionalism to your self-tapes. So I know and appreciate the fact that the audition is the most important thing. But you know what? An end card or a slate card at the top or at the end or both, I think that that would really help um, solidify the professionalism that you're demonstrating in your audition. Uh, so let's now 
technically, let's keep on going. Um, you know, I found that the ring light that you use is a slightly distracting. Um, I love to see the actor's eyes and, you know, people who say it's all about the eyes. Well, guess what? The eyes are attached to a brain. And so I really need to see what you're thinking while you're thinking. And I found that your ring light was a little bit on the distracting side. So it's an easy fix. So just make sure you move the ring light to the side a little bit more. In other words, if your phone that you're recording from is in the middle of where your ring light is, like a lot of those ring lights are designed that way, uh, that's not helpful for your acting. Using the ring light as a source of light is not a bad idea at all. Just make sure that the phone is separate and therefore you can move the ring light slightly to one side. That way I'm not getting a direct reflection of that ring in your eyes. So that's why I would suggest if you're going to be using a ring light, put it off to the side. Usually a four to five, 45 degree angle off from one side of your face is really, really great. Now, this is another technical note. Um, this is my own pet peeve, so you may disagree with me and that's fine. But in my view, watching somebody entering the scene like you demonstrated is not as useful to me as if you were to be turned away from the lens of the camera and then turn into the scene rather than walking into the scene. Why? For my money, it's just a little bit distracting. I love to, oh, here's a good word, acclimate. Ooh, how did I come up with that? I love to acclimate myself to the environment when the scene first comes up. Most of the time, actors start acting and start talking, rather, right away. I would rather have a few extra beats, a few extra seconds. When you're walking into the frame, I now have to mentally adjust to that movement. So my suggestion is just being turned away and then turning into the shot would make a substantial difference. Your energy, uh, your character, all of that is in place. And now I'm watching the intensity of that movement rather than you walking into the scene. Finally, just a technical note, I loved the physicality. You framed yourself well, although I would suggest being slightly a little more off center. Um, when you're dead center in the shot, it's just, it's a, it's kind of a flat, um, environment. Um, when you're centered in your shot, the, what I mean by that is that you're symmetrical in the frame where your head is on equal side of the frame. If you're slightly off center in the frame of the shot, you actually garner, ooh, good word, more attention to what's taking place. So being slightly off center is a really good idea. And then you look in the direction of where there's the most space in your shot. That gives you a little bit more room, especially for a film or television audition. That gives you a little bit of additional um, attention because of that asymmetrical nature of the frame. Everything else uh, looks really good. But finally, and this is a big finally, Mark, um, the sound is too soft. Being under in terms of the sound means I have to work to really hear what you are saying. Now, granted, there's a lot of physicality in this, perhaps, and this is fair, you were thinking that you just didn't want the sound to be too, 
too much, especially some of that physical stuff that you're doing. But let me just share with you that a, a lavalier microphone, which costs around $20 on Amazon, um, would really help a lot. Just pinning it to your lapel, the quality of the sound could have been a little bit more improved. I could have heard you more clearly. It didn't matter that I didn't hear the reader quite as much, but hearing you is extremely important. So those are my technical notes. Now, I didn't want you to think that I'm just being like so um, <laughs> so negative about the work because let's move into the acting. This is an excellent acting audition. I really love the way you look. I love what you were wearing in the shot. I guess you could call that technical, but it's also part of the character. Um, the intentions that you had as far as your character was concerned was really, really clear. I also thought, and this is the big note, right? The physicality that you were concerned with. I thought you had just the right amount of energy and focus doing the physical stuff, like the punching into your own fist kind of thing. Um, and, and then, of course, the deputy uh, also going to town on the suspect. Um, I really appreciated all of that being worked out beforehand. And I thought it, there was clarity um, in all of that physicality that you gave. So that was really, really good. You had just the right amount. Um, you didn't necessarily have to wear the hat, but I liked the energy, I liked the statement that you were making by coming in with the, the, the big hat and taking it off. Um, I also felt that the clarity um, of the character and the arc of the scene and the transformation of the character um, was really, really strong. Um, you look great on camera. You have a really nice presence on camera that was only um, enhanced, in my view, by what you were wearing. And the fact that you just were scary as all get out, it was really quite good to see. Um, you look excellent on camera. I love your concentration. Um, I think all of those things were working really, really well for you. So kudos to you for that good work and to your acting coach who was of help to you. Now, having said that, I liked, especially in scenes that are written in sort of a disjointed way. And you mentioned that you had some other lines in there that you had to sort of deal with and compensate for. The more colors on your palette that I can see during the course of any single audition, the more impressive it becomes. And what that means is I love to see gear changes. And the fact that you, you came in the way that you were physically and then you adjusted slightly with the deputy and that's enough for tonight and, and, and the rest of the scene. I just felt that there were, you could have gone a little bit further with some of those gear changes that you go from this guy who's just really, you know, really, really angry to a guy who, what's more menacing? Well, there's nothing more menacing than a guy after he's punching him and you're rubbing your knuckles. Okay, that's all for tonight. Let's uh, move on to something else. And, uh, you know, that'll be a good thing. We can talk that he was resisting arrest and that'll, his, his beat up face will look good. on the. All of those kind of being even more clear. Um, that intention of being this guy who's really, really angry and really, really physical to this guy who's just, you know, this happens kind of all the time. There's an arc there that I thought could have been shown just a little bit, not a lot, not a lot because it was so good, but just a little bit more that we can see that he's almost, 
of course, you know, he's a little unhinged. We know that. But now we can see a little bit more of that unhinged nature that he's given me. Now, I know this is a very persnickety note to give you, because as I said, this is an excellent audition. But just remember that the physicality has to be worked out and comfortable enough for you so it doesn't draw attention to yourself. And you struck that note absolutely perfectly. So listen, best of luck to this audition. You did really, really well. Consider a couple of the notes that I've given you. Perhaps they may be helpful to you. Perhaps that might just elevate the level of your submissions from this point on. And for those of you that are listening, I hope that this was helpful to you as well. I'm looking at my clock. I'm getting a little bit over time here. But um, if you have a chance to check out the video itself, Mark's work on YouTube, you can check that out as well so you can watch the scene. In any case, it's been an absolute pleasure and my sincere thanks to Mark and thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Casting Actors Cast. It's been great having you in our talent pool today. Your support means the world to us, so please consider sharing, liking, and reviewing this episode wherever you jump in. I'm Megan Grace Martinez. Thanks.